Hello again, folks. Welcome to another edition of the CIAC cast. I am Joel Cookson, and I'm happy that you've decided to spend a little time talking some high school sports with us here on the CIAC cast. Got an exciting exciting one coming up for you today. Uh, very happy to be uh, doing this with you today. We've got uh, two guests. We're going to be talking a little high school football, but sort of uh, in a little bit of a different way. So we've got Scott Erickson coming up from the Stanford Advocate. He's going to talk to us about some of his favorite uh, venues for high school football in the state of Connecticut. He wrote a little piece about that uh, online for the Hearst Connecticut Papers that you can check out. And then uh, one of our recurring features, I believe this is either year three or maybe even year four that we've done this with Ned Griffin of the New London Day. Uh, we're a few weeks late. Uh, somehow totally just slipped my mind that we needed to, to continue this little fun tradition, but... Ned is going to walk us week by week through his uh, his ultimate Connecticut football uh, road trip schedule. So he's going to point out the game. If you want to uh, really try and experience high school football in the state of Connecticut and get a good uh, buffet of uh, and a variety of games and teams around the state of Connecticut, he's going to lay out where you should be going each week as a fan. So that's going to be a very fun conversation with Ned. Uh, nobody knows high school football in the state of Connecticut from the media's perspective quite like he does. Uh, he does a wonderful job keeping tabs of it for the new London Day. So we're very happy to uh, be bringing him back on. As I said, I got to look that up. I can't remember if this is the third or the fourth time. I know it's at least the third time we've done this feature with Ned on the podcast. But uh, So we miss weeks one and two, but we will. Uh, we should still be able to get it in time for week three. Maybe you'll, uh, you're trying to decide where to head for tonight's uh, high school football, or this weekend's, I should say, high school football games. Uh, so maybe you can... Uh, Get that perspective from Ned and then mark down your calendar for the rest of the year uh, and follow his. Uh, would love to hear if we ever have a fan who actually follows Ned's uh, Ned's uh, prescription for where they should be going and, and love to hear about it. So we'll uh, maybe that's something we could get uh, a little bit later in the season. But for right now, that's who we've got coming up. So we're going to have Scott Erickson and then Ned Griffin. Going to be, uh, as I mentioned, some high school football talk, but with a little bit different flavor, not just doing previews or any of that kind of stuff. A little bit of the discussion uh, around the world of high school football. So really looking forward to talking to these two gentlemen, two of our favorites here on the CIAC cast. Before we get to our guests, let's uh, quickly run down the ways that you can keep tabs on the things that are happening in the world of high school sports. Uh, as always, CIACsports.com is your best bet for uh, keeping tabs on things happening with the CIAC. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports and uh, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. And you can email us, CIACcast at C-A-S-C-I-A-C dot O-R-G is the email address. So shoot me an email. Let us know uh, what you'd like to hear on the podcast, things you like, things you don't like. And uh, as always, you can also you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. But we are uh, uh, excited about this, so you can if you find us on iTunes, we'd love if you would subscribe, uh, rate us, leave us a review, all of those good things. But uh, we've also now added the the podcast. You can check it out on um, Google Play, uh, the Google Play app. You can listen to the podcast there, as well as Stitcher, so you can uh, keep tabs on the podcast there as well. So we're trying to uh, expand out to whatever uh, podcast vehicle you enjoy the most. You can find the CIAC cast there. We're trying to also get it added to uh, to Spotify as well. We'll see if we get that uh, in line maybe by the next edition of the CIAC cast. So subscribe on iTunes. You can download us in the App Store, the Google Play, uh, on your Android device. Listen to us on Stitcher, all those good things. And we really hope that you will, uh, will do that. Then you'll know when we come back on just one week break like we did this 
this time, back-to-back weeks that we've posted a CIAC cast. So that's a good way to uh, to keep tabs of everything. As I said, please subscribe with, uh, with iTunes. Please uh, leave us a review, rate us there. It's just good information for us to have. And, and as I said, it helps uh, keep tabs and keeps us uh, knowing that we're doing the right things here with the CIAC cast and providing some content that uh, is things that you folks are looking for. So with all that said, let's quickly run through some things you might have missed on CIACsports.com. Of course, it's a Friday that we're posting this podcast. Usually I like to have it out on Thursdays, but this week uh, wasn't able to get it up until Friday. But that means that there's a new edition of Linked Up every Friday. We uh, we post a story with some of the best features from the world of high school sports in Connecticut and beyond. So you can check out a new edition of Linked Up. And some big news coming out of the CIAC yesterday. Our, uh, the CIAC Board of Control approved uh, some changes for the boys' basketball tournament. We're going to be moving to five divisions and a little bit of a different way to break down and uh, assign uh, teams to divisions. So we're trying that for the 2017-18 season. The board approved a one-year trial. You can check out that uh, that story. Got a little bit of attention yesterday. We're trying some new things there with the boys' basketball tournament. I think it's going to be a very exciting and, uh, and fun tournament for folks coming up in uh, the winter. With that said, we also can keep tabs on uh, all the tournament action. Be sure to check out Tournament Central. You really should just bookmark Tournament Central. I don't know what you're doing if you haven't done that. Um, and uh, and keep tabs of things there. It's a great place to get all the tournament information, schedules, rosters, all that good stuff. The pairings will be posted there once they are live, and, uh, and that's a good thing to do as well. So check out Tournament Central uh, on your mobile device. I don't know that I ever mentioned this enough. CIECmobile.com, on your, the browser on your mobile device. Uh, we have a m- special mobile uh, website. Uh, we don't have an app specifically for the CIAC, but the mobile site is essentially an app, and it, you can get uh, rosters when you're out at a game. You can see schedules. You can get the podcast right there on uh, on your mobile device as well. So uh, another good way to uh, to check out the CIAC cast. So uh, lots of good things to, uh, to keep tabs on. So that's a few things you might have missed. And uh, before we get to Scott Erickson and talking to him about some of his favorite uh, high school football venues, across the state of Connecticut. Let's quickly give you our reminder from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. And uh, they tell us that drunk driving continues to be to take a terrible toll on the nation, claiming almost 10,000 lives each year. In 2011 alone, there were 9,878 fatalities on America's highways in which drunk drivers or motorcycle riders were involved. That works out to about an average of one fatality every 53 minutes. Athletes, fans, and families, please always designate a sober driver to stay safe on the road. Could not be a more important message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. So we appreciate them. We appreciate all the fine work that they do. We appreciate you joining us for another edition of the CIAC Cast. Let's get to our guests. We're going to get on the horn with Scott Erickson of the Stanford Advocate. Talk a little bit about high school football venues. Scott Erickson of the Stanford Advocate was kind enough to uh, to get on the phone with us for an emergency podcast conversation because I saw a, uh, a column that he wrote for the, uh, the Stanford Advocate website. So, Scott, as always, thanks for being with me. Yeah, of course. I saw you put up the bad signal, so I, I got right on the horn. That's exactly right. That's uh, Scott has quickly learned that uh, the ability to come on the podcast is uh, is about ninety percent whether or not people respond quickly to my emails. So that's that's a uh, that that that's uh, generally speaking uh, the rule of thumb. But we do love talking to Scott, and uh, 
And one of the, the things that he posted uh, as part of the Daily Five, which is a, a new recurring feature that folks should check out from some of the, uh, the Hearst Media uh, papers and, and websites down in, uh, in Fairfield County, um, was looking at the best football venues uh, across the state of Connecticut. So we thought that was an interesting uh, launching off point here for our conversation. So, Scott, before we kind of get to uh, break down your list a little bit and maybe talk about some of uh, some of the things that you, uh, you know, liked and saw about these stadiums and maybe a few of the also-rans as well here, um, when you kind of were approaching this, what was your uh, what were some of your criteria, so to speak, or if not that specific, you know, what kind of things appeal to you from a from a high school football venue? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of looking at everything, you know, from the on-field, you know, what the field looks like, you know, the setting of the field, you know, uh, you know, is it in a beautiful location, uh, you know, the concession stands, the fans, uh, the bands, uh, you know, whether the you know the proximity to the fans to the field. I mean, a lot of things, and you know, when you spend as much time as we do in these stadiums, you have some time to to think about this stuff. Sure. So it, it had been kicking around for a while, and I'd been talking to people about it for a while, and then I decided just to throw it out there, you know. Yeah, so, so maybe some kind of intangible things, uh, some, some intangibles and some tangibles kind of mixed together uh, when you're kind of Absolutely, going through this yeah. stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's uh, take a look here. You listed your, as we said, it's called the Daily Five, so you went yeah. uh, five deep on your, uh, your, your stadiums. And again, of course, we, uh, we point out uh, before we start getting angry uh, emails or tweets or anything like that at either myself or Scott, he is, uh, he, he's from the Stanford Advocate and is most familiar with that part of the state, so he does not profess to, uh, to be in- intimately familiar with every football venue in the state of Connecticut. <laughs> but uh, let's, uh, let's go through your five here, Scott. What, how did you, and these were not ranked, I don't believe, in, in the column, but what, uh, what were the five that stood out to you? Uh, so, uh, yeah, they, I, I didn't put them in any order, but uh, so we'll start with uh, Boyle Stadium uh, in Stanford. Uh, that place was built in 1938, uh, and from the old photos I've seen, it looks almost exactly the same. You know, the press box is a little bit different, but the actual stadium is the same. And if you haven't been to Boyle, it's, it's quite a scene because, you know, it's, it's not in a pastoral setting. It's, it's in downtown Stanford, mm-hmm. and when you go in there, it is, you know, concrete and stone, and it has kind of uh, pillars that come up, and it looks like a medieval castle. And, yeah. you know, some players even call it that when they, when they come in there. And the teams have to go through the tunnels, you know, right underneath the bleachers. I have to go through the fans. I love that. Not many schools have that now where the locker rooms are right under the bleachers like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that place has so much history. Uh, it's hosted, you know, many, many FCAC championships. That's where it was held on Thanksgiving morning forever. It's hosted state finals, you know, between Canaan and Darien and the snow. And it's just so, so many games going back. So that was number one. Not number one for me, but that was, uh, you know, the first one I kind of put on the list. Just sure. Because it's, it's such a, I think it's a place that you should go check out, you know, mm-hmm. at some point. Um, next, uh, moving one town over, was New Canaan. Um, Dunning Field is one of those places that was built for football. You know, a lot of times you get the stadiums that are, you know, they're tracks and they're everything else. So sure. the, the, the stands are back by, beyond the track. If you've been to Dunning, when you're on the sideline, the, the bleachers are right there. And the fans feel like they are on top of you. And it creates an awesome atmosphere, especially at a big game and when that place is loud. Uh, and then, you know, it kind of backs up into the Waveney Woods, uh, which if you're not familiar with New Canaan, Waveney is a huge park. They have the cross-country, uh, FCI cross-country races there every year. 
so it's wooded, and you know, in the fall, once those leaves start changing, um, it's a pretty gorgeous place. Uh, they also had this massive <laughs> video <laughs> scoreboard that you know shows replays and highlights and stuff, and a couple other schools are starting to get those now, but New Canaan was the first, and uh, yeah, Dunning's a, a great place, great place to watch a football game. Yeah, no, that's um, a, that's an interesting. You know, you mentioned the, and obviously, you know, schools do that for for a variety of reasons. But to have the the field that's essentially just a football field is is probably more rare uh, than just about anything. I would imagine when you're kind of going through this list, when you look at what high schools, uh, you know, kind of use all of these facilities for. Right, and you know, soccer and field hockey play in there, but uh, there's just there's no track. The track is somewhere else, so that yeah. that just makes it feel like. A very intimate setting. Yeah. Um, speaking of intimate settings, another place I had on there was um, was Ansonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that place, it's just old. It's it's old school football. I mean, and again, this is a lot of intangibles with this place, you sure. know, because it's a. If you just look at it, it's like any other high school football field, but you get the grass, you get the mud, you get the tradition of Ansonia football mixed in there. You get all the people that come to those games passionately from the communities. And one of the things I think that makes the stadiums great, too, is that sense of community you get at some of these places, you know? Um, A place I didn't put on the list because it's out of my area, uh, but Vanacore up in uh, North Haven. Mm -hmm. Such an incredible sense of community when you're at that place watching that game. And, again, it's the grass, the fire trucks, you know, that go off when there's touchdowns. and It just has a feel, and it's hard to explain, you know? But if you're there and you're watching those games, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, so what was next on my list? Oh, uh, so then we go over to Ridgefield, uh, Tiger Hollow. Tiger Hollow is just beautiful. Like, again, you know, it has a track. It's a normal football field if you put it anywhere else. But when you walk down the hill and then you come to the stadium and then on the other side of the stadium there's, you know, these rolling hills, which, mm-hmm. again, in the fall are just stunningly beautiful. Um, so, and Tiger Hollow is just such a great place to watch a game it's a very serene setting for you know what's a violent game but and then the Ridgefield fans in my opinion are the best football fans in the state I mean they're, they're great in every I've talked to you about this before they're, yeah. they're great in all sports but they just fill up a huge section and they're loud and they're passionate and they're there early and that adds to to it too you know it just makes Tiger Hollow and Tiger Hollow is a tough place to play yeah People that have to go there from these other FCX schools, you know, they get off the bus and they're half asleep because they've been on the bus for <laughs> an hour or whatever they had to do to get up to Ridgefield. You know, there's no highway that runs there, so yeah. you're just taking back roads through the woods to get there. Um, and that leads to the next school, uh, Newtown, same thing. You know, mm-hmm. it, Newtown High School's in the woods. And Blue and Gold Stadium is really cool because the stands are built into the hill. So the team walks down a hill, and then the bleachers are next to it. Um, there is a track there, but it feels like everything's on top. You know, you're on top of everything. Yeah. Um, and Newtown has an awesome concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> I know that has nothing to do with football, but it's part of the experience. Absolutely. You know? and, and they have some really cool options uh, uh, for food. and you know, there's other, other schools do, too, but Newtown's concession stand I found to be uh, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, if they could just improve their visitor 
bleachers a little. I, I, I could shoot them right to the top of the list. There you go. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> well, the uh, the former Newtown AD, of course, is now working in our office. But we'll see if he can uh, shoot a little <laughs> message back to his uh, to his successor there and uh, and see. Just let them know that they can uh, move up Scott Erickson's personal rankings here with uh, <laughs> right. just a little bit of work. Um, obviously, you know it's interesting. You talk about you know and sort of the. The, the things that you can't uh, can't recreate, you know, that sort of atmosphere and support and, and spirit. You know, I know we've talked about this uh, on previous podcasts, but just uh, that sort of authenticity of some of that, you know, and I know so many schools would love to be able to replicate it, but you can't, you can't kind of force that stuff. It just sort of is there or isn't, and it sort of, whether it bubbles up genuinely, uh, you know, and, and sort of starts at a, at a different school, that's uh, that's great. But it's hard to it's hard to replicate some of these things when they're they're so built into the community of a of a school in a town like that. Yeah, and, there, and there's so many factors because you kind of have to have a pretty good team, sure. you know, um, first, you know, to have the support. Uh, then you have to have a community that's kind of behind the team, not just the the school, yep. not just the students, but people from the town coming to the yep. games, you know, and that's what makes a few of these places. Uh, really cool is that there's just generations that keep coming back to the games and there's a new set of kids playing two-hand touch on the side and you know they'll be standing there and you know 30 or 40 years watching their kids play it's just it, it it's a lot that goes into high school football in some of these towns and yeah you're right you can't create it you couldn't start just say okay we're going to create this tradition and have a great field <laughs> right it, it's built up over time in all those places you know all, all those places have built their programs up and I'll have pretty rich traditions of, of high school football. No question. So what we're uh, not to, uh, we don't want to, uh, you know, make this into the, the dreaded, uh, you know, everybody gets a trophy uh, kind of discussion here because <laughs> we know how much that annoys people too. But we'll, uh, what were a few of the others that maybe were just off your list here uh, looking at things uh, and looking at football venues? Well, I, again, one that was outside my, my area is, is uh, the surf club up at uh, uh, Madison Hand. Mm-hmm. That is such a beautiful place to watch a game. Like, yeah. it's not perfect the way the bleachers are set up only on one side, but when you have that view of the of the sound, um, it's such an extraordinary setting for for football. I, I thought. Yeah. Um, uh, I've always enjoyed West Haven. Um, Palmer Field is great for so many reasons too, um, and, it, and it converts really well, I think, to football. Yeah. Um, and you get that feel at Palmer too when you're over there. With the bleachers that are outfield bleachers, but become the you know main bleachers for football, um, I've always really liked going. On, I don't I don't get to go there much, but I, I've always really liked to to go up to to Palmer too. Um, in this area, you know, I think I got the ones. Wilton's pretty cool, uh, but they don't draw the fans as much. But the, but their stadium's pretty cool, and they have you know the way they walk out through the tunnel, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I hit the main ones, and the, the other ones were all kind of outside the region. Uh, you know, places I wish I could go uh, more often. Sure. Nope. Understood. Uh, and I didn't prepare Scott for this question, but I'm going to throw it at him anyway and just see how okay. well he uh, does here. But do you have any? Uh, you know, we we sort of talked about um, football exclusively. Are there are there any other uh, with whether fall sports or or any sort of sport? Uh, well, well, let's st- let's stick with outside venues first, just because that's a uh, you know kind of in the th- the the consistent theme with what we're talking about here, but any other sort of, whether it's soccer or field hockey or anything else you cover that, uh, that stands out as sort of an exceptional or, or particularly uh, exciting place for you to visit? Um, yeah, uh, Wilton has a great soccer field. It's built just for soccer. Um, uh, it's called Christine Lilly Field, you know, cause she, she went to Wilton high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's off to the side. Um, you know, like I said, it's set, uh, it's one of the only fields I think that is set up specifically for soccer. So, 
you know, there's, there's a small row of bleachers on the side. It lights really well. Uh, it's kind of tucked in against the hill on the woods there. It's a nice setting. Um, Connor Field in New Canaan is a grass field. They, they don't use it enough. They use it for like three games a year, which I don't understand. But yeah. it is one of the last remaining just beautiful pitches of grass uh, in the area. Because everyone plays on turf now. Sure, yep. For, for soccer. So, um, yeah, those are the two that really stand out. Uh, you know, Wilton, which is built for it, and New Canaan, which would, that, that's a soccer field, but I just, I just wish it was used more. But, yeah, and then, you know, a lot of these fields get used soccer, football. So yeah. you, you get a lot of crossover. But those are, those are the two that really stand out to me as far as soccer fields. Very good. Well, we uh, we appreciate these kinds of conversations are always fun, and I think uh, oh, I love them. I sort of uh, any day. <laughs> you know, they kind of highlight some of the you know that what makes uh, what makes high school sports such a an interesting part of our kind of communities, and and you know the the uniqueness of uh, of every stadium, every venue. You know, no school is exactly the same. No uh, athletic facility is exactly the same, and it uh, it leads to these kind of fun. Uh, fun conversation so scott we appreciate it check out uh you can check out his list and uh and, and online and i believe there is a the ability to comment so not that we're encouraging folks to uh you know shout scott down here but they could uh check it out and uh and offer their opinion so scott we always appreciate you uh replying promptly to my uh to my request to, to get you on the phone and uh enjoy the rest of the fall all right thanks joel catch up with you soon Thanks so much to Scott. Really enjoy having him on. He offers uh, some good perspective, is very candid, and uh, and just likes talking about high school sports, which is uh, that's what we're doing here. That's what we're all about. So really love uh, getting on the phone with Scott and, and hearing some of his perspective. Check out that story uh, that he wrote, as I mentioned. It's available on all the, the Hearst, uh, Hearst sites there, the Stanford Advocate uh, website as well. So uh, so check that out and uh, and let us know if you've got some opinions. Oh, maybe we'll put up a poll or, or ask for feedback when we post the podcast on online but uh, shoot us an email some of your venues what are some of the ones that we didn't consider for high school football or for other high school sports uh, in the outdoor seasons that uh, that are particularly uh, memorable and noteworthy so let us know about that moving right along now as I said this is one of our uh, my favorite recurring features here that we do on the CIC cast and I apologize for not getting it out before the start of the football season it was just a hectic start to the year and then I realized uh, earlier this week man we got to get on the phone with Ned Griffin and do his uh, ultimate Connecticut high school football road trip that's what i've decided uh I'm dubbing this little feature, the Ultimate Connecticut High School Football Road Trip coming up with Ned Griffin from the day of New London. I am happy to be joined now by Ned Griffin of the day of New London. He's going to uh do walk through here what has uh, become one of my favorite uh, recurring features here on the CIC cast. I was trying to remember if this is the third or fourth year that we've done this little uh this little endeavor, but he's going to uh to walk us through, I'm calling it the Ned Griffin Ultimate High School Football Road Trip. So, uh, Ned, thank you as always for uh, for joining us, and I hope you've got some uh, some good games picked out for us this year. As always, as always. All right, so let's uh, we'll do a quick reminder of the rules. This actually was the uh, I think was uh, genesis of this was Ned wrote a column to this effect for his lonesome. Polecat blog a few years ago, and I thought it was such a good idea that I've made him, uh, I've made him bring it back to life each of the past few seasons. But basically, he's going to pick one, and uh, sometimes more than that. We allow him a little uh, creative license to pick more than one game per week, and we sort of try to encourage him to uh, to find some different teams, some different uh, locations, some different leagues to to hit up for a high school football fan who wants kind of the ultimate season experience to to see the realm of college of high school football. 
uh, across the state of Connecticut. So obviously we missed the first two weeks, but uh, Mr. Ned, it's a Friday. We got football going on tonight. Uh, so start us off at least with week three and let, uh, let the folks know where we're going uh, this time around. All right. Well, week three, uh, you'll have to wait till tomorrow. <clears throat> but it's worth waiting till tomorrow as Darian plays host to St. Joseph's. Darian is the top-ranked team in both the day coaches and game time CC um, media poll. Uh, St. Joe's is number two in the coaches and number three in the writers. Uh, St. Joe's started off the season with a bang, beating four-time Class L champion New Canaan. Uh, they have one of the state's best receivers in Jared Malazzi, who had 100 catches last season and is well on his way to about 100 catches this season. Mm -hmm. uh, new quarterback David Summers has made quite the impression so far, but the kid has fit right in. Uh, and they are going up against the team in Darien that hasn't lost <coughs> excuse me, in over two years. Um, Brian Meniscus, one of their running backs slash deep backs, uh, he had three interceptions first week of the season. Uh, and he's joined the back there by Nick Green, a very, very fine linebacker. Uh, you know, the St. Joe's passing game versus Darien's back seven defensively might be the fun part about this game. Uh, and it goes without saying that you should be there for this game tomorrow at 1.30 in the afternoon. All right. So we start off down in the uh, the FCAC, which I know is a long uh, a long trip for Mr. Ned from his uh, his his station on the eastern part of the state. But uh, so St. Joseph versus Darien uh, tomorrow Saturday. Uh, what about week four? Where are you sending us that week, sir? Week four, I am sending you up to Wyndham to go see Kelly at Wyndham. Uh, this is more of a let's go see Kelly uh, trip than anything else. And I was struggling to try to get us up there. But uh, Kinley has a chance to win class in this season. They are twice been to the semifinals last two seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are sort of an old-school ball team after my own heart. Yes. In that they are just going to come line up uh, seven or so guys up front and just keep smashing away at you. Uh, they have the running back, Spencer Lockwood, who... Last season ran for over 2,000 yards, and he is joined in the backfield by Zach Cafford, who is a real true-to-life fullback. Uh, you kids just might know, not know what a fullback is, but uh, <laughs> they used to be a position that blocked. He used to block for the, uh, for the running back. Um, so this will be a chance to see Killingly. And as for Wyndham, uh, they also have a fullback. God bless them. And Nate Barboza was a championship wrestler and a very large man and not a fun man to take down either. Mm -hmm. So, Billy Wyndham, Friday, September 29th, your week four game. All right. Some some fullback on fullback crime. We don't get a lot of that in the in the world of high school football anymore. So that should be a, a reason enough to make the drive up to Wyndham. What about week five? Where are we off to that week? Week five. Going to your neck of the woods. Going to go see West Haven at Cheshire on October 6th. Um, these, they might be the two best teams in the SEC. Uh, Shelton and Xavier will have a final say in that. But uh, uh, West Haven last season ran the gauntlet in the always difficult Southern Pacific Conference top tier. 
Um, they like to run and run and run and have two runners back from their uh, very potent running game last season in Kyle Godfrey and Chris Chance. Uh, Cheshire, on paper, uh, looks to be the CC favorite as they returned the majority of their team. That includes Jack Rappa, their quarterback, he's in his third season. Uh, Nick Nelson, their linebacker, he leads the way uh, on the defense. Uh, Cheshire already has a win over Shelton, uh, so they sort of maybe have a leg up on everyone else right now, but uh, they'll need to get past West Haven if they want to prove themselves to be the best team in the SEC. Yes, indeed. So that, uh, as he said, that uh, that's an easy trip for me. Maybe I will uh, take Mr. Ned up on that uh, that portion of our schedule. So uh, next week, where are we off to? All right, week six, uh, another afternoon game on Saturday, October 14th, New Canaan at Greenwich. Uh, this will be uh, Marinelli on Marinelli action here between uh, – Longtime New Canaan head coach Lou Marinelli and his son John, head coach at Greenwich. Um, <clears throat> New Canaan has uh, led by quarterback Drew Pine. Uh, as a freshman last year, he was already getting offers from the uh, top FBS schools. Mm-hmm. Quinn McConnell, or O'Connell, is his top target. Uh, O'Connell was a receiver, but can also do a little bit of everything. Uh, Greenwich, so far, is smashed anything in their way. Um, they have destroyed in consecutive weeks uh, Trumbull and Tricky Catholic. Uh, they have a dynamic combination in two juniors in the backfield in Gavin Muir, their quarterback, and Tyson Camizio. Uh, it's a big game for both. Uh, the way the, their schedules are set up this season, they have a, a bunch of challenges. Mm-hmm. They really cannot afford too many losses to one of the states. Uh, so that is the top game to go to. Now there's a caveat here. Okay. You don't want to go see that one. Go to Richfield at St. Joe's earlier in the day, or wait till night to see NFA at West Haven in a doozy interleague game. All right. So we're uh, a, 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 a three three uh, schedule there. Any way you could fit in, and if you could fit in two of those, take a look at the schedule. See if you could find your way to to two games that weekend. But we'll. Uh, We'll stick with your original uh, original prediction original pick here for the purposes of our uh, our bookkeeping. But week seven, where are you sending us on week seven? Week seven, going to go to Cromwell and see perhaps the Pequot Football Conference uh, game of the season in Old Seabrook backslash Westbrook playing Cromwell backslash Portland. Uh, both these teams have probably experience back in the Pequot, plus making them uh, two of the favorites. Uh, Old Saberk, they like to come and mash and bash it with quarterback Victor Pascor and running back Vincent Dyer. Uh, Cromwell, they have a veteran quarterback in Bryce Carstetler. He's in his second season for them. Uh, and he's got a two dynamic playmakers in running back Brent Robbins and receiver Deonta Highsmith. Uh, that'll be the premier game to go to that Friday night. Um, quick asterisk. Mm-hmm. at Thorne, Massacre, Brookfield, if you'd like to go elsewhere. All right. So we're getting all kinds of uh, all kinds of options here. A little Pequot, uh, Pequot competition. We like to see that. All right. Week 8, where are we headed? Mm-hmm. Uh, week 8, we're going, <laughs> we're going with West Haven again. Shelton at West Haven. All right. Uh, Shelton's already lost the Cheshire. They really cannot afford another loss the rest of the season. 
they're sort of a young group, but uh, Shelton always just finds a way to reload. They don't so much as build. Uh, Jack Har, a junior running back, has become sort of their go-to player this year. Um, goes without saying, they can't lose another. They really can't afford to lose more than two. They got one loss, so they're going to need to beat West Haven on Friday, October twenty-seventh. All right, so another uh, another pivotal SEC game there as that uh, that conference shakes out and shakes its way into uh, undoubtedly sending a few teams into the uh, the CIC tournament. These games may uh, may play a big part in seeing which of those teams that are. How about uh, how about Week Nine? Where are we headed? Week Nine, uh, we're going to do a Saturday afternoon game: Staples at St. Joseph's. Um, Staples so far has been. Hasn't really been challenged in the FCI just yet through two games, uh, but their schedule is going to pick up uh, about midway through. Um, they are led by veteran running back Harris Lee and quarterback David Thompson. Uh, you already know about how good St. Joseph is based on the fact that you're see them tomorrow. Staples, again, they're a double L team. Along with the likes of a Greenwich or a Shelton West Haven Cheshire, so can't lose too many. This is the game to go see. All right. 11 uh, November the 4th, Staples at St. Joseph. Another trip down there to uh, to the Fairfield County uh, portion of Connecticut. Week 10. What's on the schedule for Week 10? Week 10, we're sending you very north, uh, even though they're called South Windsor. Uh, South Windsor, the two games, has looked pretty good. They're, starting, they're making a little noise up there in the Central Connecticut Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a talented, talented senior corps led by quarterback Connor Kapasik and a All-State tackle in Hassan Azim, who is also a defensive tackle this season. Um, South Windsor is notable in the fact that this is the uh, fourth season under head coach Dave Hodge, who many, many years ago breathed life into a stagnant weaver program and converted them into a state power that won two state championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and South Windsor is gradually improved under his watch. Uh, and in Southington, uh, Southington has been the, the program in the Central Connecticut Conference's top division. Uh, Will Barmer, their quarterback, returns for his second season. And Ryan Maltavo, their linebacker, is worth watching as he is a alien. So, Southington at South Windsor, get up early. It's a Saturday morning game on November 11th, 11 a.m. Perfect. I'll uh, I'll let my in-laws know they live in South Windsor. They can uh, they'll host anybody who wants to go up and uh, and take in that game. So you can uh, get a little CCC uh, competition underway there. All right. Following that up, week 11. What's on the schedule for us? All right. Well, week 11 uh, had a few Thursday night games because it's the week before Thanksgiving. Um, the top one is NSA at Windsor. Uh, NSA is got the season off to a bang this year. They went up to Xavier and rallied from a double-digit deficit late to win a thriller. Uh, and they lost a barn burner this past last week with Cheshire. Uh, they are led by quarterback Shea McManaway, uh, who's already thrown for 300 yards in both of his games and that might be as many yards as an NFA quarterback has thrown through seven games in the last <laughs> season. So NFA is not known for being much big passing team, but they are chucking it this year. 
Uh, Windsor. Windsor's been the team to beat in the CCC Division Two most many years and are also a perennial class L threat. Uh, they're a little young this year in the offensive backfield. Julian Jackson takes over at quarterback. Uh, defense has been a keystone for Windsor the uh, last few years. Uh, <laughs> I think it was last season, the year before, five shutouts. Um, they are led by the core of linebacker uh, Joe Russell and a defensive lineman with one of the best names in the state, Nick Cobb. Uh, NFA at Windsor, Thursday, November 16th at 6.30. If you don't feel like going in there, Go see Greenwich Xavier FCI and FCC game that same night. Very nice. Very nice. Another uh, cross-division uh, contest. We'd love to see that. All right. That takes us into, I believe, uh, Thanksgiving week and uh, obviously a big week for high school football in the state of Connecticut. Where are you uh, sending folks on this fine uh, Thanksgiving week this year, Ned? Well, we are going to cheat like heck here. All right. Um, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend is always the big one. It's almost it's a unofficial state uh, holiday for football. Uh, Wednesday, November twenty second, uh, you can go to see Cromwell Portland play at Rocky Hill in a Pequot versus CC, uh, CCC Division three game. Uh, this is decided class L, class F seeding the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could go see Middletown at Windsor two best teams every season in the CCC Division Two. They're, heading up, they're squaring off again. Where you go to see Newtown at Massick? Massick is the one team I was not able to fit in here. Uh, they have a very dangerous team. Uh, they were one of the few that gave New Canaan uh, a scare last season. Uh, and Newtown has been the ruler of the Southwest Conference every season. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, Massick looks like the team to beat there. Uh, and then on Thanksgiving Day, the premier game uh, to see that day, or the whole week for that matter, is New Canaan at Darien. Sure. Uh, the last few seasons. <laughs> the last few seasons have had two overtime games, and <laughs> no game was won by more than a touchdown, sometimes in the final minutes. Uh, if you don't feel like going to the Gold Coast, uh, go see Ansonia at Bucketuck. Uh, and Sonia, another team I was not able to figure on this list, uh, last year won themselves another state championship led by 2,000-yard plus running back, Markel Dobbs. Um, and Sonia Nogatuk, also one of the state's longest and oldest and dearest rivalries. Yes, indeed. Uh, Southington Cheshire, huge, huge game for Class L playoff scene. Uh, that is also a fun CCC-SCC interdivision game. And lastly, but not leastly, New London and NFA, the states are probably the states, the country's longest-running and oldest high school football rivalry. Beautiful. And two of the top teams in the CC. So we cheat there. We give you many games to go see on Thanksgiving week. All right. All right. Beautiful. We uh, we won't hold you to our, our rules when it comes to Thanksgiving. That's a... Uh... You know that that's where you really need to uh, to loosen up the reins here and, and give people some choices. So let's uh, let's quickly run through it here. By my count, we've got uh, well, I don't even know how many games here. I'm writing them all down, but certainly a a, a big handful of games and a big handful of different teams, which we like to see uh, very much. So uh, you can get your st- get this thing started tomorrow. St. Joe's at Darien in the uh, at the uh, in the FCAC. 
Then uh, September 29th, you got Killingly at Wyndham. October 6th, West Haven at Cheshire. October 14th, New Canaan at Greenwich. Or you could check out uh, St. Joe's Ridgefield or West Haven NFA. Uh, on October 20th, the Old Saybrook uh, Westbrook Co-op taking on Cromwell Portland. Uh, the 27th, Shelton at West Haven. Uh, the November 4th, Staples at St. Joe's. October, November 11th, Southington at South Windsor. November 16th, NFA at Windsor. And then just take your pick from Thanksgiving weekend. You can do Cromwell Portland at Rocky Hill, Newtown at Massac, Middletown at Windsor, New Canaan at Darien, Ansonia Naugatuck, Southington Cheshire, or New London at NFA. Did we, uh, did we cover it all, Mr. Ned? You did, and you were able to get, knock down all the Thanksgiving Day games. Hey, I got all those. You had one other week where you gave us some options. I didn't get those down, but we'll uh, we'll we'll let the people, the real uh, the real dedicated listeners, go back and listen to that uh, and see what hit rewind. That That's right, hit rewind. Listen to it for a second time. You can never get enough knowledge from Ned Griffin, and that's why we. Uh, we bring him on every year for this little endeavor. It is one of my favorite things to uh, to do here to kind of help preview the, the high school football season. I know we're a few weeks late. That's totally my fault. I lost track of what was going on. But we had to get Mr. Ned on here. He knows so much about high school football. I've said it before. If you're not uh, if you're not reading the Lonesome Polecat blog at the, uh, the New London Day website, you're just not following the high school football season correctly in Connecticut. So, Mr. Ned, we always appreciate it. Uh, inst- uh, gas up the car and, and get ready to head down to uh, Darien tomorrow if that's where you're going. But uh, hope folks enjoyed this little look at the, uh, the high school football slate this season. We appreciate it, sir. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Mr. Griffin getting on the phone with us. The guy's got so much knowledge, so much uh, information about the world of high school football in Connecticut. And I've uh, I've said it before, and I will say it over and over again on this podcast. If you're not uh, keeping tabs on the Lonesome Polecat blog, the uh, the the post that Ned puts up uh, usually it's usually either a Monday or a Tuesday after the weekend, maybe sometimes on a Sunday, depending on how uh, how promptly he writes. But uh, it's got so much information that's really the best way, one of the best ways to follow the high school football season in the state of. Connecticut. He does a great job keeping track of all the comings and goings, all the happenings, and uh, he's got great stories as well. So check out Ned. Check out his work at the Day of New London. He does a wonderful job there. And uh, he does a wonderful job here with us on the podcast, as did Scott Erickson of the Stanford Advocate. We greatly appreciate both of them joining us. Of course, as I mentioned, find the CIC cast on iTunes, the Google Play app, on Stitcher. You can get the podcast all of these different places. Uh, we're, we're happy to uh, to have expanded out those options this week, uh, and uh, we're hoping that people take advantage of it. Subscribe on iTunes, rate us, leave us a review, uh, download the Google Play app in the, in the, the Google app, store and uh, all kinds of options and ways to find the CIC cast. Of course, you can also just listen to it on CIACsports.com. The links are readily available there as well. So follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports, uh, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports, and you can email the CIAC cast, C-I-A-C-C-A-S-T, at C-A-S-C-I-A-C.org. That's CIAC cast at cascia.org. 
So please uh, consider doing that. Drop us a line. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like, and uh, we will be back with you once again in uh, probably back on our every other week schedule. I just wanted to get this one out before we missed too much more time with the world of high school football and, uh, and Ned's ultimate road trip. So we had to get back out there uh, in this week, but should be back uh, in another week or so. Until then, I am Joel Cookson. We thank you so much for listening. Hope you'll be back with us once again when we return for another edition of the CIAC cast. Have a great weekend, folks. Thank you.